Hey everyone, and welcome to episode 16 of the FFS Show, a podcast about fact-checking and misinformation by the gang at the Ferrets. My name is Alistair Bryan, Ali Bryan for short. I'm one of your hosts, and with me, as always, is my co-host, Sam Gonsalves. Hey, How you everyone. How's it going? I thought I'd come in with some energy today. That high energy? Was my energy not high enough? <laughs> we did it. We had a couple of bloopers, and I, I yeah. just, you know, that's going to be, I'm going to be the hype man of this podcast. Oh, I'm really? Oh, that's good. That's guy. good. Finally yeah. back to my traditional role of the depressed one. <laughs> that's right. It was nice being the depressed one for a while, but now I'm the yeah. fun, cool uh, hype guy. Okay. Yeah. Well, if, you, if you're the fun, cool hype guy, how have you been? so good oh my god so good yeah <laughs> i don't even know how to sound like a hype guy good yes it's been it's been a good couple of weeks a good couple of weeks for fact checking the news so here at uh ferret towers we have a sort of small announcement to make uh sam yeah this is a podcast exclusive announcement because it Ooh. hasn't been announced anywhere else yet but we will be hosting the Ferret AGM on the 30th of October online. Now, Ooh. this is going to be the usual exciting affair mm. that the Ferret AGM usually is. Uh, yep. If you're a member of the Ferret, if you subscribe, you can just we'll get a link and you can tune in. But it's not just going to be the usual kind of AGM business where you get to hear about the Ferret. We're actually going to have a couple of panels. Um, one of them talking about COP26. So on the 30th of October, that's going to be, what, a few days before COP starts? Yeah. Um, yeah. And and we're going to have another panel uh, about how the fair develops its series. So you might have read our uh, Who Runs Scotland series. We have a couple of other series coming up. And we're going to have just conversations about how the fair does what it does. You get to look look inside and, and, and check out some of... Look under the hood. Yes, look under the hood. Um, so yeah, keep an eye out. You'll be getting an email. If you're a member, then you can, you just get a link. If you're not a member, then subscribe to the fair and come along to this awesome event on the 30th of October at 11 AM. Yep. If you want to join the ferret.scot forward slash subscribe, only That's three pounds right. per month. And yeah, you get to sort of shape our future. That's right. Shape our future. That's good. Yeah. Thanks. I just came up with that right now. <laughs> This week, we have been looking at uh, an issue which you may have heard in the news. It's been talked about by almost everyone, and that is pressures that are currently on the NHS, specifically the number of beds. Yes. So, okay, I have a, I have a specific question about beds that I want to get to. Yeah, uh, what, it's just like about normal beds. What is it? Can I have one, please? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, but before we get there, mm. tell me about the statement that, that you fact-checked. What? Yeah, at Hollywood, uh, Scottish Labour's uh, Jackie Bailey, MSP, was talking uh, about the pressures on the NHS and linking the current issues with ambulances and uh, increased A&E waiting times with her alleging that the SNP had cut bed numbers in the NHS. She cited John Thompson, who's the Vice President of the Royal College of Emergency Medicine, uh -huh. Medicine yeah. and he, he was saying that Scotland required a thousand more hospital beds to relieve some of the pressure on the NHS uh, in recent months. So she said that the SNP cut beds in the NHS by 1,200 in the last 10 years. So here comes my question about beds. Good. 
when we talk about available beds, mm-hmm. what what do we mean? Because I'm guessing we're not just counting every bed inside a hospital. Um, what what do you mean by available beds when you talk about it? The description is not yeah, it's not exactly clear. Uh, not as clear as you might expect in terms of what what beds means. It's not yeah. There are there are obviously beds across hospitals in all different areas. Um, there are a number of different kind of ways that you can measure this. Mm-hmm. Uh, the way that the the claim made by uh, Scottish Labour and Jackie Bailey was uh, what they were measuring was um, available beds in acute specialties. Available beds essentially are the number of beds which are that they have, which are staffed in terms of they have staff to you know assist right. you when you're on the bed, yeah. and they're ready to take incoming patients. So in in the NHS, there's quite a lot of um, like trading and sh- and like lending of beds, which goes on. And there's also obviously there'll be beds that are unable to be used because they're out of commission because they're not being staffed. The area's not you know the area's right. not being used or whatever. And right. so if if a department has lent away some of its beds, obviously its available bed number is lower. I see. Um, so basically, it means that the amount of beds that are in hospitals or uh, in uh, inpatient settings across scotland that are available to take patients that so that includes ones that have patients in them at the moment if you see what i mean yes yeah yeah yeah, yeah. it's like an overall thing of how many beds would be available if there was no one there yes okay and and so the specific statistic that she is citing here about the 1200 beds in the last 10 years mm-hmm. when was that published the statistic she was she's citing was is from twenty nineteen twenty up to twenty nineteen twenty, so it ends a, a week just after the start of lockdown. So we're talking like right at the start of the pandemic. So it doesn't really feed in a lot of the data around the pandemic itself, from from ten years ago to the year before the pandemic. Right, and and that's what I was going to ask because it's it, these statistics go all the way up to the pandemic, but then the statement that she's citing from John Thompson that. Scotland required a thousand more hospital beds. Yeah, that's from pandemic times. That's from now. Yeah, he's talking about right now. Uh, okay. So, as in the, the the pressures that have been on the NHS in recent months, essentially. Okay. The point which she was making is that this was the requirement of the current pressures on the NHS was actually linked to a long term cut in beds, rather than I specifically see. just a COVID nineteen issue. So looking at the numbers, uh, what did you come up with? Are there fewer beds now than 10 years ago? Simply, yes, there are fewer okay. beds uh, right. than there were 10 years ago. There are the 2019-20s statistics for, this is for acute specialties. We'll talk about overall beds in a second, but for acute specialties, there are 13, there were 13,156 available beds in 2019-20 across NHS Scotland. That's just, well, that was a slight increase in the pre- previous year, but it okay. was 1,189 fewer than 10 years ago when there were 14,345 available beds. This is worth mentioning is for, yeah, as I say, it's, uh, acute specialties beds. There is also an overall beds figure, which are, is less sort of well publicized, but it's, you, you might see cited in certain uh, studies and certain articles. Mm-hmm. And that, again, similarly broad decline in the number of available beds from around tw- just under 25,000 in 2010-11 to just over 20,600 in 2019-20. 
So basically, the point that, that Scottish Labour are making that there's been reduction in beds is accurate. But it's worth noting that numbers of beds in, in hospitals, available beds, have been declining pretty, pretty consistently for two decades. So there's a few reasons for this which you can uh, cite. Obviously, there are issues with funding and et cetera, which can be blamed. But it's also to do with the fact that medical treatment has advanced and that has led to shorter stays in hospital. Right, right, so people sure. are spending less time in hospital. They're also spending less time in certain specialties and less time sort of taking up space in beds. Right. So, for example, they might there's much more work that's now being done and a move towards what's called ambulatory care treatment in ambulatory settings which is basically where care and treatment is given outside of hospital or it doesn't require admission to hospital so right. for a lot of things uh, that might have might have required a trip to hospital that would have lasted you know four weeks or whatever is now a lot of that treatment can be done outside of hospital okay there's a move towards the idea that it's obviously less good to have people in the hospital for a long time and if you can avoid sure. doing that and if you can give people the treatment that they need outside in an outpatient setting, either that they come in and then leave. Yeah. Uh, for example, things like, you know, chemotherapy will be done. They'll come into hospital, they'll do that and then they'll leave. Sure. So it's, yeah, so it's interesting. That it's, it's, it's a consistent thing that's happened over the last 20 years, at least. Um, right. The spinner in the works, I guess, is the pandemic and how that requires way more beds. Yeah. So interestingly, just after we f we published this fact check, uh, the latest figures, which included the pandemic, okay. were released. So obviously, Jackie Bailey and Scottish Labour were speaking to statistics from la the last year's statistics rather than the, the more recent statistics because they were had not been released at the time they made that claim. Sure. So that data came out on the twenty eighth of September and found that uh, the number of beds had reduced again. So oh, it showed right. a further reduction in bed capacity to 12,869. That's for acute specialties, not for A&E beds, not the overall, uh, the overall NHS. And okay. it doesn't include the NHS Louisa Jordan, for example, and right, all that sort right. of stuff. Um, yeah. So it doesn't necessarily give a, a full, clear picture of the, the situation regarding COVID. But obviously, the, the, the point that John uh, Thompson from uh, Royal College of Emergency Medicine was making is that a&E beds are being held up because there's fewer beds in the rest of the NHS. So essentially, um, people come in to A&E, they are diagnosed, they start their, their treatment begins, and wherever, wherever they end up, whatever special acute area of the NHS they end up in, they're waiting longer to get there, and therefore they're blocking space in A&E, and then it, the whole problem right. goes down the chain. I see. That makes sense. So ultimately, what did you go with for the verdict on this one? We ended up on mostly true. The reason we went for mostly true was because the the, the numbers she was citing at the t in terms of based on the available data at that time were correct. There was 1,189 fewer beds in acute specialties than there had been uh, 10 years before. But the reason we went with mostly true is because this isn't a specifically something that started in the last 10 years. It's something that's been existent for a long time. And right. the claim itself didn't give the context of differing medical procedures, advances in medicine, et cetera, where more care has been done outside of hospitals. So it's not uh, on its own specifically, you know, that one statistic doesn't tell you the full picture of the issues the NHS is facing. I see. Okay. And just because we always, we always get questions about this. So someone asks you, can you give me a definition of mostly true in the ferret scale in the ferret fact service? What does that mean? How, what goes through your mind while you're, 
where you're checking something and which one of those yeah where it fits on that scale yeah yeah um well as, as, as i said many times we've got our um six point scale uh with an extra verdict for unsupported uh so true is the claim is accurate and has not left out mitigating factors or important context so that's basically an entirely true claim straightforwardly mm -hmm. correct what they've said yeah mostly true is the claim is still true but requires further information or clarification to create a full picture so as i mentioned the question of this trend being long term is not right. something that's mentioned in the claim right. itself it's very much sort of framed as an SNP government problem sure yeah whereas whereas enough doesn't mention the, re the various reasons that why bed capacity is going is decreasing that's not to say that scotland doesn't need more bed capacity or isn't isn't right. isn't under pressure because of decisions made by the SNP government we're not saying that what we're saying is that the trend of bed reduction in acute specialties and in overall right. specialties is long to longer term than the last 10 years right well, I have a fact check of my own talking about taking stuff out of context. Right. This is one of my favorite internet things. I'm going to send you a link for this. Um, but this is a poster for the movie Legend. It's a movie that came out five years ago or so. So if you click on that poster. Oh, I know what this is going to be. Do you? <laughs> so how can, let's explain this to the listener. This is my favorite, like shifting things so that it says what you want it to say yeah um, well, this is a, a really i mean this is use, uses classic misinformation techniques uh, <laughs> yes so it's a it's a it's a tom hardy movie where tom hardy yeah. plays two different characters he plays the, 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 the cray twins doesn't he yes and the poster is the two of them like tom hardy doubled up you know the two characters wearing yeah. a suit looking out uh, on the poster Behind them is this kind of plain-ish background with all the reviews. You know how you get that on movie posters where you get like five stars from The Guardian, five stars yeah. from The Telegraph, whatever. Uh, but Ali, can you explain what's happening in the middle there? Yeah, so this, it's, as you say, it's a, there are two heads that are kind of silhouetted with star reviews, four and five star reviews from various review sites, uh, Empire's mentioned... Uh, sky movies timeout and in the middle so it goes that there's three lines of these reviews just stars and in the middle it goes there's the two heads are obscuring one of the reviews so there's a line of what what appears to be four four star reviews from empire heat the guardian and mtv but the heads are obscuring the two stars two of the four stars from the guardian or that's what you would assume if you looked at it. Yeah. But in actual fact, what it is is a two-star review from The Guardian. <laughs> yes. That they've so, just made made seem like it's hidden behind two four stars hidden behind two people's heads. <laughs> so technically, they can they can get away with it by saying, "What's well, just a two-star review in between two people's heads?" Yeah. Let's just yes. Let's hide the number of stars that we got, and you just assume that we got more, and that it's a better movie than it actually yeah, is. Yeah, that's a good, that's a very good example of someone cleverly using uh, something out of context to <laughs> yeah. make their point. I think I uh, if people want to find this, you should uh, Google "Legend Movie Review Poster." Yeah, and when and we tweet this episode, it. we'll put out an image of that as well, so you can so you can see. Yeah, yeah, I that's a it. that's a that's a brilliant. I mean, uh, yeah. It's one of many really very good examples of people taking images being taken being put in a different context, um, 
But yeah, that's a particularly egregious example. Totally. If you if you're listening and you have any examples that you want to send us, I'd love to see some more of that because yeah, find great. This well, very for amusing. use for marketing as well, it's very it's very funny. Oh, I bet. Um, usually it's not. It's usually it's moved used for more sort of like nefarious purposes. But that's just so sure. absolutely brilliant bit of marketing. Yeah, absolutely. That's that's a misinformation that we can get on board with. The only bit <laughs> of misinformation <laughs> is endorsed by this podcast is that movie poster. If it makes us laugh, you're in. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> So that's all we've got time for. That's the end of another wonderful podcast. Thanks again, as always, to Sam for asking me questions that I sort of knew the answers to. <laughs> yeah, you're, you're welcome. We are making some changes to this podcast. We can't say much at the moment. It's a secret. Other than that it's going to get way better. That's all, that's all <laughs> we can say. Yes, we've decided to make it much better. So. Yeah, and that doesn't mean we'll be leaving. No, we'll <laughs> still be here. <laughs> yeah the next episode is just is just quiet it's just yeah, 30 minutes like, of silence, silence. yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> but what we're what we'd like to, uh, from you is if there is there any is there anything you think is missing from the podcast or that you would like us to have in the podcast be that diff different things we should be looking at different guests we should be speaking to that we haven't already yeah different um types of fact checks you know do we want to do a mm. marketing like funny kind of fact check episode or you know if if you have anything that you want us to look at let us know yeah and we will be coming back with a brand spanking new formatted podcast very very soon if you want to help us do more fact checks and more podcasts remember you can sign up to the fair as a member for just three pounds a month go to the fair.scot forward slash subscribe and if you want to get in touch with us on social media, then who better to ask about that than social media guru, Sam? Uh, you can follow us on all the usual social media channels. We are at the Ferret Scott on Twitter and the mm. Ferret on Facebook mm. and Ferret.Scott on Instagram. So come over there, make some weird comment, and we'll read it on the podcast. Yeah, If it's true. weird enough. Are we planning to get on any of the new social media platforms everyone's talking about? You know, MySpace, Bebo friendster <laughs> yes uh, I, i'm holding out for something called the facebook with the the in the front yeah yeah um exactly. but hey listen maybe some uh fact checking tiktoks from ali doing doing little dances there yeah I that is that's another thing that we are looking into uh you might get to see me humiliating myself on a, <laughs> yet an, yet another different platform <laughs> yet again yet another yeah. platform so something to look forward to anyway sam I'll see you next time. Always a pleasure. Listeners, thanks for everything and for sticking with us. Bye. Bye for now. Bye.